welcome to today's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Today we have uh, the host of the On Wednesdays We Talk Weird, the cryptozoologist, the Fortean investigator, Ashley Hiltz. Ashley, tell us about yourself. Oh, gosh. Um, well, you only maybe covered a smidge, so I'm insulted. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm a Fortean investigator. Um, basically, that covers all of the umbrella of weird, um, right? So I do cryptozoology, ufology, the paranormal, basically anything and everything that isn't explained with conventional science. Um, you know, because I do that, and nobody really pays us to do that part of it, um, I also have a weekly podcast um, where we talk about all of those subjects and more. Um, on Wednesdays, we talk weird. And uh, I do other things. I lecture at conventions. I'm writing a book. I'm making a documentary. Um, I uh, wear many hats and do many things. Dang. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, how do you how do you find the time? <laughs> That's a really good question. I don't sleep um, yeah. and I have no social life. So yeah, I, I understand <laughs> that one. <laughs> When your hobbies um, become your job, it, it is a very interesting, you know, um, it, people people are always very jealous of what I do, and it's, I understand, right? Because I used to be that person, right? I wanted to do those things, so, well, I did. And um, But when you kind of make that shift and you make that jump into, you know, becoming an investigator and kind of, you know, getting your life really entangled in all this stuff, well, you have to find new hobbies, right? You got to find a different way to decompress. Yep. Um but uh, no, that's that, that's a very valid question. Um, how, how how do I find the time? Uh, very slowly. <laughs> oh, I, I, I completely understand. I was one of the people that I turned my hobby into my business and uh, I had to find other hobbies. And then these hobbies became this. Yeah. Now I probably had to find a third hobby. Too. <laughs> yeah, you got to get so, so far. It's been horror movies, and I'm, I've been thinking about doing a horror movie podcast. But I'm like, I, you know, I'm on the fence because I think people would love it. I'm really involved in that community, also. Um, but I'm like, guys, I got to have something for me. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the, we we were going to have a podcast talk uh, talk horror movies. We we're going to do uh, you know the obscure movies that we all love, and then it got down to it. I'm like, man, I was like. I just want to watch a movie and enjoy a movie. I don't want to have to do a book report on it. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably do it eventually. I'll be honest. It, it probably will happen, um, but I gotta, I gotta offload something else first. So <laughs> we'll <Yep>. see. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. So I, I have to ask you: How did you get into the the weird and wild world of uh, the paranormal and and the whatnot? Oh gosh, um, that's a hard question. Well, I really got into um, cryptozoology was like my main deal forever. Um, when I was in sixth grade, I read an article. I used to get these little like shitty, I'm sorry, I don't know if I can cuss or not. Um, yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, well, then we used to get these really shitty like uh, Time Magazine little leaflet things at school that we could read, right? Like during when we had nothing else to do. And, um, you know, I happened to be reading one and there was an article in it about Ray Wallace and um, how Ray Wallace had died. It was big news because on his deathbed, his family had come out, getting ready to tell you who Ray Wallace is, so it's all right. You guys will know who he is in a second. Um, and it had come out that Ray Wallace, who's really famous for a lot of these Bigfoot casts that he had gotten in California, um, was a hoaxer. It was all fake. All the casts that he made were, were completely fake. And and then the article went on to question the famous uh, Patterson-Gimlin film, which is, you know, the, the big thick patty looking looking over his shoulder, yep. the, fam the famous Bigfoot, you know, and... Um, the reason why 
Patterson and Gimlin were even out in that area was because Patterson had gotten the lead from one of the the um, cast that, you know, one of the prints that Wallace had cast in that area. That's, I mean, there were other reasons too. He had sightings and other things, but that was a big reason. And um, so people question, well, does that mean that Patty's fake? Is that what it is? That what it is? And I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> you know, that was very uh, new to all of that. I'm like, Bigfoot, what? Um, so I went home and uh, this was the early 2000s. So I got on my old dial-up internet and and decided to look for this video. I wanted to see this video everybody was talking about. And uh, it took me like four days to finally, you know, get it up and running on my old dial-up computer. And, you know, once I finally saw that that famous piece of footage, I mean, I was hooked. I, I couldn't believe that anybody thought that that was fake. And um, then I just started kind of getting into other, you know, kind of creatures. And then, you know, in my teen years, my 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 dream, my goal, I was always going to go to school for zoology and then um, use that degree in zoology and, you know, study cryptozoology. But it didn't happen. And, you know, life just kind of happened. And um, so as I'm going forward with the motions of my life, um, again, it was the only cryptozoology. It wasn't an aliens. wasn't in a ghost. Um, you know, as a teenager, we would go joyriding around creepy places. And, you know, I'll be honest, weird things happen. But um, I've always been a skeptic. I've always leaned towards there's some explanation for these happenings. And, um, you know, then I went to the Mothman Festival in 2019. And I didn't know it then. Uh, but but I know now I experienced a string of synchronicities. And, um, you know, at that point in time, my, my little skeptical brain couldn't ignore the fact that there were things that play here that, that didn't really add up, that didn't have an explanation, um, you know, and that maybe there was some type of scientific explanation for all this stuff. It's just I had been personally overlooking that possibility. And um, from there, I, I mean, my gosh, I started doing this full time. So it just jumps right in. And it's mostly all Mothman's fault, um, but some, some, some of it's Bigfoot's fault. Yeah. See, for me, I, I'm I'm old. So uh, my whole thing was well, I got introduced to it with, uh, um, you know, In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. And then I started, you know, like you, you got those book, those little things from school. Uh, I remember getting a book on Bigfoot and on ghosts in school and like the Scholastic Book Fair. And uh, then it was on for me. So... <laughs> A lot of us started at an early age, and, you know, it's interesting when you look at the people who are in this community, how much are into, like, the same things. A lot of us are kaiju fans and always have been. I always have been. A lot yep. of us are horror movie fans and always have been, you know. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why we're all so similar, but, you know, we are. <laughs> it was uh, uh, Birds of a Feather. Um, sure. We all flock together. I mean, seriously, one one of my best friends, same way. He he got hooked on uh, cryptozoology at a really young age, and he stuck with it too. My kids are are into it. Uh, well, two of my kids are into it. The other two aren't. But <laughs> the um, I have one eleven year old, and she thinks I'm fucking nuts. But <laughs> I, I have a uh, uh, thirty one. A uh, 25, 23, and a 12-year-old. Wow. So the, uh, the the two middle ones are, are kind of still dig, you know, cryptozoology and stuff. The, the youngest one has autism, so he doesn't he doesn't care at all. Yeah. Uh, if, it's, if it's not Mario or, or Sonic the Hedgehog, he doesn't care. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, no, it, it's it's pretty cool because you know there's a time to lapse in our age, but yet we've still kind of got into it around the same age. Um, I wasn't lucky enough. I did not have the internet until I was an adult. Uh, so I couldn't look up all this stuff. I actually had to go and go find all the books on it, the <laughs> library and, and um, garage sales and flea markets and everything else like that. Any, any book I could get on, on uh, aliens or cryptozoology or ghosts, man, I jumped on it and uh, years have gone by and some of them books are long gone and some of them are still in my collection to this day. But uh, it's, it is, it is definitely something that once you get into it's, really hard to walk away from yeah because it does open your your mind and when your mind is open you know you have to learn more oh yeah yeah and uh so um you got into it you got to the mothman festival uh in 2019 Mm -hmm. um you know you had some experiences there now, have you gone out and had experiences elsewhere uh, outside of the Mothman Fest- our area? Oh yeah, um, I have. Uh, you know, I well, and I just I don't know. It's always weird to talk about it. It's it's silly because I tell everybody to talk about their things, right? I yep. do this. I do this. Um, I do this little experiment whenever I go and give a lecture, and I ask, "Has anybody had any experiences?" Raise your hand at the very beginning. And um, the last one I did was at the Prague Band Festival here back in March, and um, maybe like four people raised their hand. And I was like, okay, all right. So after I kind of get done talking about me um, and talking about what I've experienced and what I've been through, I ask again, okay, is it, you know, how many people have had this experience? And then about 20 people raised their hand. Um, you know, there's definitely a stigma here. So it, it's strange that I'm like, oh, I hate talking about my stuff. But you guys, I have a horse in this race, right? If I have an experience, I can make money off of it. And I understand <laughs> where skepticism might might come into play here. Um, but I have, I have had some experiences um, predating 2019. Um, I didn't know it at the time. Um, well, no, even further back than that. Like I said, me and my friends, we would go and we would go out and joyride around and all these like spooky haunted roads and things like that. Um, there's a particular area that we used to go to. I'm I'm from Dayton, Ohio, and um, it's Germ. It's basically Germantown, Ohio. Um, smaller than that, even. But we used to go right around there, and. Um, We've seen weird shit. There's just like super creepy roads called Bludge Road. There's so many, there's so much lore behind it. Um, we've seen like an old couple walking down the road, and then when we turn back around, they're not there anymore. But there was like nowhere for them to have gone. Um, we saw a probably somebody dumping a dead body there. That's not really supernatural, but I, I guess it could be. Um, but come to find out, that whole area down there, they allegedly have a dog man. And I remember hearing about it at the time because, again, we used to go down there a lot. And I thought that that was ridiculous. A werewolf, that you know, in the area, that's not real. Um, but now being who I am now, maybe. <laughs> I never seen signs of one, um, but maybe. Um, and then, like I said, predating even the Mothman stuff. Um, when I went to the Mothman Festival in 2019, I didn't believe in the Mothman. I thought it was, you know, ridiculous. I got invited out to go um, to the festival by somebody else who was making like a YouTube video on it and they thought it'd be funny for me to be like the you know quote-unquote cryptozoologist and I was like yeah that's cool but I didn't believe it was a thing 
Um, however, I had met somebody who was relaying their encounter to me, you know, that they had allegedly with the Mothman and, um, just kind of flooded back to me that I saw this thing in 2016, um, at my friend's house inside of her house. I saw this thing and I, I didn't know that's what it was at the time. Um, so in 2016, I was at a friend's house. We were partaking in, um, edibles. We were making pot brownies. Okay. It's what we were doing. And, um, I was no stranger to, to marijuana at the time. I was a regular smoker, you know, um, you know, we, we eat our pot brownies. We have a good night. It's time to go to bed and I'm sleeping on our couch. I'm supposed to be sleeping on our couch and I'm sitting there and I start kind of freaking out. And if you've ever smoked pot before, you know, sometimes that happens and, <laughs> But it's just kind of growing. Like, I am, like, freaking out. I don't know. Like, something within me is is just terrified. And, um, you know, sometimes when you're really high, when you're too high <laughs> or too drunk or whatever the case is, um, one thing that you'll kind of do or one thing that I do is, like, focus on a point in the room for a second. And you just kind of, like, tell yourself. You're, like, look at that point And you're, like, okay, I'm fine. So I decided to focus. She had this like TV stand that was like sitting in the corner of the room. There was probably about two or three feet between the top of the TV stand and the actual ceiling. Um, so that's the point that I that I landed on with my eyeball. So I'm like looking there. I'm like, okay, I'm fine. And as I'm saying that to myself, um, a shape starts to form right where I'm looking, and uh, it's just kind of a black figure. And I, you know, it just kind of started coming into view, and it was like a head shape. Uh, and then um, what I thought at the time initially were arms start kind of forming and they're like reaching out like over top of me, like over on the ceiling. But they're not just like reaching outwards like arms. They start coming down start, and I realized that they're wings. <laughs> um, and I at that point decided to, you know, get up and leave the room. And I went and I woke my friend up and I told her, hey, I'm freaking out. Um, I didn't tell her what I saw. I, I didn't, you know, again, at that time, I was a very heavy skeptic, very heavy skeptic. Um, I was intending, uh, I'm a proud college dropout, but when I went when I went to college, I went for astrophysics, and I was intending on going back um, at some point, you know, again, very scientifically driven. I didn't believe in that kind of stuff. In my mind, I just, something was happening with the weed and the, you know, and all that, and it was nothing. Um, but I... Just looking, knowing what I know now, looking at the way that my life went immediately after that event and, um, you know, other similar sightings that I've had reported to me, um, I know it was the Mothman. I know it was. And um, it was pretty jarring to have that realization. And, you know, I go back to that friend and I ask her, hey, remember that time we got really high and I was freaking out and woke you up? She thinks it's hilarious. And she's like, yeah, of course. You know, she, she thought yeah. it was really funny. Um, but, uh, you know, I tell her, I, I think I saw the Mothman. It's just like, oh, whatever, <laughs> you know, cause I got weird friends and they're just like, well, you know, you saw the Mothman. That's normal. Um, <laughs> you should have heard what Joe saw last week or whatever. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And so, and I just, I, I, I hate that that story came out later while I became an investigator, while that was my thing, because again, I have a horse in the race, you guys, I have stock in this. Yep. Um, but that is 110% a true story that I absolutely happened. Um, so there was that, um, I saw a thunder crow, which I didn't even know that was a thing until I'd seen it. Um, I was taking my daughter, um, to her follow-up. She had a surgery. It was very minor. And I was taking her to a follow-up appointment. And, um, I see this big, 
crow. It's just a crow, right, initially. Well, it starts to, like, I'm, you know, driving, and it starts to, like, try to land on, like, one of the utility poles. And, you know, utility poles are, like, T-shaped, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it decided not to. I don't know why it didn't, but it got close enough to, like, start to... And then what I noticed about it, while it's getting closer and closer and closer, the wings on this crow were about two times the size of that pole. And, you know, al- along the width there. And I just thought, the wingspan, I just thought, what What am I looking at? So I asked my daughter, you know, I'm like, I started asking her, what is that? What do you see? And she's like, it's a crow. And I'm like, okay. You know, it flies off. I didn't follow it. I should have followed it. I regret not following it. Um you know, but I later I found out. You know what what it what what is the width of those poles, right? How how long across are there? They're about four to six feet, so we're still only talking a wingspan of like eight to twelve feet. But there's no crows aren't that big. No, there's no blackbird that we know of that have a, a wingspan like that. Yeah. Um, and I later found out that they're they're deemed thunder crows. People see them all over. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. God. Uh, about. 12 years ago now, maybe, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, I was going up 75 to Lima. I worked at the Lima Mall at the time. And this is right around Halloween. This might be a week out of Halloween. I'm driving up 75, and there's this, uh, as you're going north, there is the remnants of a billboard. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm driving by, and it was connected to, like, his property. And I'm, like, looking, and there's a big bird on top of the one of the poles from the remnants of the sign. And I went, man, them guys went all out. They got a big fake bird up there. (laughs) And I'm driving, and then the damn thing spreads its wings out. And the wingspan was huge. And Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there, and I'm driving. You know, I was probably speeding. So it's probably doing like 80, 85 going up the road. And I'm like trying to fish my phone out of my pocket to take a picture. And I didn't get a picture. I regret it to this day. Now I just keep my phone in the center console so I can hurry up and grab it now. So now every time if I drive through that area, I have my phone in my hand and I'm usually in the passenger seat. I make yeah. sure somebody else is driving so I can get a picture if I see another one. What drives you nuts about things like that is that you know other people saw it. Oh, yeah. And it's like, how do I get a hold of these people? You know, because mine was, I mean, it was literally, I mean, a, a mile away from my own home. And mm-hmm. I'm like on the next door app, you know, it's like for like your neighborhood. I'm like trying to find out who else, because I live in a very populated area. Other yeah. people saw this thing. And I'm like trying to find anybody. I'm like, somebody, you know, cooperate the story with me. <laughs> I know what I saw, you know, and uh, never found anybody. Um, but, you know, it just, it goes to show because initially, had it not tried to land on that utility pole, I wouldn't have ever thought anything of it. How yeah. often do we see these things and, and the perspective of it, you know, just flying in the air, you know, we just don't even think twice because we think, oh, this looks big because it's closer, um, you know. Oh, yeah. Probably a lot. <laughs> so. Well- I had a discussion because I, I, I got Ken Gerhardt on the show. Oh, yeah. God, about a year or so ago. And uh, I don't even know if this made the show because we actually talked and then we talked for quite a while after the show ended. Yeah. And um, I was telling him, I was like, you know, there are abnormally large birds locally. And, you know, because I've seen crows that were massive locally. Yeah. And I mean, you know, probably, I don't know. Twice the size of a normal crow, minimum. And uh, I was always told that, well, I wasn't always told. I I, I started looking into it, and they claim that 
it's the hormones that we're currently putting into corn and livestock to make it bigger. Crows are carrion eaters, and they, but they also are, are will eat, you know, grain and whatnot. Yeah. They're ingesting all that and they're just getting bigger because of all the hormones in all the food that we're getting. And I asked him about that and he's like, I don't know, but that sounds pretty plausible. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. There's a reason why there's giant crows everywhere. I mean, again, people see these things and uh, it's really fascinating. I had met a guy who who does research on it. His name's Kevin. I think it's Ghoul. I don't know how to say his last name. It's G-U-H-L. Um, he has been compiling all these thunder crow sightings and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, people are seeing something. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously there's something happening to where these creatures are either they're evolving bigger, you know, well, like you said, I mean, if we're putting hormones and stuff in these, we can, we can breed bigger animals. We have done yeah. that already with oh, animals. Um, you know, if that's just what's occurring right now, then hey, so be it. Um, you know, but these are, you know, people are like, well, did it have a ring around its neck? Maybe it was a condor. I'm like, no, it was completely black. <laughs> that's the, it wasn't a turkey vulture. It wasn't, I know, I know, I know my birds. It was completely black. <laughs> well, um, it was a couple years back. Um, one of my really good friends, residential area, uh, housing development, his dog's out in the yard freaking out. And his dog was an older dog. It still is an older dog. But he goes out to check on it. And his dog is trying to get to this big crow eating like a, I don't know, like a dead squirrel or something in, in, in the street. And he goes, he walks out there and it was huge. Yeah. He goes, my dog never freaks out over birds. Birds will land in the yard all the time. Dog does nothing, you know, because it's just an old dog. This one freaked the dog out. Because it was trying to get at this giant crow. <laughs> wow. I believe it. Yep. Um, you know, you, you talk about discovering stuff after the fact. Like you discovered that you yeah. you you think you, you believe it. You've met. You've seen Mothman and stuff. Um, I did the same thing. Um, one of my good friends before he passed away. He, he was. We were talking about weird stuff. Because he was big into cryptozoology. And he was. I don't know, about 12 years older than me. And um, we're sitting in his house one day. He's like, oh, yeah, when I was a kid, he goes, I think I seen the Ohio grass man. Oh. And I went, okay. He goes, yeah, I was out fishing. He goes, I was up on the river. He goes, and I was in some tall grass. He goes, I come out of the grass. And he goes, there's this, he goes, I want to say a guy, but it's not a guy. He goes, this thing was covered in matted long hair. Uh, it wasn't real tall. He goes, it was probably shorter than he was, but it was all crunched over, so he couldn't really tell. And he told me the story about running into that. And I'm like, really? I was like, man, I was like, because when I was a kid, I was fishing on the same river twice, um, about six or seven miles apart. Um, one, I live in Piqua, and then I lived in Sydney at the time, uh, later. And in Piqua, I seen it up the road while we were fishing. I seen this thing come out of the woods, very humanoid, come down the river, and it started scooping up water and drinking it, and then kind of looked around and disappeared back into the woods. Didn't think nothing about it, because I knew at one point there were homeless people living in the woods behind my house. Yeah. And then about three years later, I live up the road, well, up the river, and I'm fishing again. And I'm out there by myself. Yet again, something comes out of the woods, 
runs over. You can see it like trying to get stuff out of the water. It kind of looks up, it sees me, it tears back off into the woods. And my buddy goes, you know, you saw the grass man twice now, right? And I went, <laughs> I just assumed it was a homeless guy. It's just some, just some crackhead like that uh, leprechaun video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it happens, right? I mean that it just we forget about these things because our brain is just going to pick the easiest explanation that that there is. Now, I'm not saying that everybody who has seen a homeless man in the woods or has seen a bird flying, it has seen you know something unusual, but it does happen. Yeah. Um, you know, you just tend to forget about these things. I mean, like I said, for me, in my mind, um, I just was personally in denial about anything supernatural. So it, for me, I wasn't about to believe that I had just seen that. Um, you know, for other people, it's just everyday things. Like you said, you knew homeless people were living in the woods, so it's probably just that. E the easiest explanation. Your brain isn't designed to fit all of the information forever. <laughs> You know, no. so it's just going to come up with whatever it can to, um, you know, settle the dilemma that's happening and, and set it down. Yeah, it's going to go for the safe and most logical answer. Yeah. But sometimes the safe and most logical answer is not the proper answer. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. So how did how did you now did you get in, were you into UFOs younger or was that later on in life, too? That was later on in life. Um, so I. <laughs> Um, still am, but always had been really afraid of aliens, like really afraid of them. Um, <laughs> it's, being abducted is a horrifying thought to me. Um, I don't, you know, signs was scary, right? I, I don't want to look out my window and see a gray staring back at me. Um, when I was 18, uh, here's, here's another one for you. I saw a UFO. Great. Wonderful. Um, I was outside of my parents' house and I saw, it was like two headlights, like coming just i don't know just traveling along the the sky you know just doing its own thing um but it scared the hell out of me and um you know i kind of was like well what do i do with this information i just saw two ufo or i just saw a ufo what do i do with it um well at that time you know the internet was uh a lot i think i had dsl then finally so it didn't take me four days but i, <laughs> I was looking up um other ufo sightings in the area to see if anybody else had seen things and, and lo and behold they had um but I still wasn't like crazy into the research at all. Um, I have an interesting story I'll tell. I may or may not have encountered a Men in Black. Um, but about a year and a half after I see this UFO, okay, um, I'm on Craigslist, which is never a good idea. Don't I don't even know if Craigslist is still around, but if it is, don't go on it. Um, <laughs> I'm on Craigslist, and there's like a posting. That's about, um, hey, I'm a film student at Wright State University, which is right here. Um, and they do film, you know, film school. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm making a documentary on UFOs. If you've had a UFO encounter, you know, get a hold of me. I'd like to, you know, feature you in the documentary. And I'm like, well, that'd be cool. Um, so I contact the guy and we meet up and, you know, I just tell my experience. I mean, it wasn't crazy to ask me some questions. I don't even remember what he looked like. Um, he's just very, I mean, he must have been very plain and forgettable. That's not the weird part. <laughs> the weird part is about three years later, I'm on Craigslist again because I don't learn from my mistakes. And uh, and I see the same exact ad. I'm a student at Wright State University. I'm making a UFO documentary. If you've had an encounter, let me know. And it just seems very strange that three years later, this kid would be taking the same class, working on the same project three years later. 
Um, I didn't meet up with him. <laughs> I should have, <laughs> but I wasn't who I am now. If, if, if it was me now, I would have, I would have done it. But if I ever see the ad again, I'm going to, I'm going to take him up on the offer. But, uh, yeah, it was it was very bizarre. But that still didn't really get me into the into the UFO stuff. The UFO stuff didn't come until well, more into 2019 when, you know, I started really getting into the Mothman research and that had become such a big um center point for you know, that kind of phenomena is, is are these lights in the sky. And um you know, nowadays it's so strange because I started this heavy into cryptozoology, and I'd say more than anything, I'm, I'm more into ufology nowadays. I'm I'm, I'm better versed in, in ufology than anything else. And uh, so, yeah, that's. And I mean, I've seen stuff since then. I've got recordings of things that are unusual, um, that, and I don't really know what to do with any of it. I think I, I released one video out into the ether of the internet, and it got big. People, you know, were like, "Oh, yeah." You know, you got people that are like, oh, it's a satellite. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And I'm like, it's not, though. <laughs> it wasn't those things. Um, but I've got other stuff. I mean, I've got one that's like, and it's at night, but it's rotating. Whatever it is, it's rotating. And it's rotating, like, on its side. And uh, just kind of chugging along, and then it just disappears. <laughs> and I try to go chase it, and I, it's not there anymore. Um, I've got a series of pictures where I saw this, like, silver thing in the sky randomly. Um, and I couldn't really make out the shape of it. I just saw it was like in the middle of the day and I'm like sitting on my couch at this big bay window. And I just look out. I happen to look outside and I see this like twinkling in the sky. Who knows? Could have been a balloon. Um, but I tried to take pictures of it. It was I couldn't get a video of it at all. Could, it would not show up on video. And uh, the pictures that I took, they are really obscure and strange looking and pixelated. Not very good. But the shape of whatever the hell this is, is not the same. Every single picture. There's probably 20 of them. Um, you know, UFOs are kind of easy. People are like, well, I've never seen one. Well, it's because you don't look up enough. I mean, if you just look at the sky, you'll see one. <laughs> it's, they're there. <laughs> well, we, we had the discussion a while back at the shop. And um, we, we get into the whole thing that people go, well, I've never seen this. Or I've never seen this. You know, people go, okay, most of the time, people that believe they see Bigfoot, it's a bear. Right. But people go out there and they go, oh, it's just a bear. That one time, it's not a bear. Yeah. You know, it's like looking up the sky. Okay, I saw something fly through the sky. Oh, it was an airplane. It was this, this. It's that one time that it's not that. It's not, it actually yeah. is the UFO that you're seeing. And it's the whole fact is that people believe that they mistakenly see, you know, Bigfoot because they see a bear. But then it can go the other way where people believe that they see a bear and they're actually seeing Bigfoot. Yeah. I think it's the same way with, with uh, UFOs and whatnot. Um, I kind of had something similar years ago. I lived out at one point. I lived out in the country. There wasn't really anything around. Um, you know, we did have houses out there, but you, you drive and there was, you know, no big lights, no nothing. And uh, I don't know, I, was, I, I had to be 17, so I was driving, this is probably 1991-ish, maybe. Um, I had a little pickup truck, and I'm driving home from work real late one night, and I think my truck's making noises. So I'm like, oh, okay, so I turn the radio off, I can just still hear the noise. Man, this sucks, man, this is my only form of transportation. So I pull my truck off to the side of the road, still hear the noise, shut the car off still hear the noise like is that 
farmers or something. So I'm like looking around, trying to see what's going on. And I kind of peek my head and I look out and up and I see this like, lack of a better term, boomerang shaped thing yeah. with light going around the outside of it. And it's what's making the noise. And I'm just sitting there and it's just floating slowly across, you know, you know, it's probably moving pretty quick, but it looks like it's going really slow. And this is back before everybody had a camera, you know, phone or whatever, you know. So yeah. I'm just sitting there staring at this thing, just watching it go across. And it takes and it just takes and goes like almost nine degrees, turns and just takes off into the sky, never to be seen again. It's gone, yeah. And yeah. Um, um, I don't know, about 10 years later, I run into a guy and we were sitting there, a guy I'd never met before. He was a temp at work. And uh, he was sitting there, we're all kind of talking about UFOs or something like that. I think I was reading a book on it. And he's like, oh, I saw a UFO like 1991 uh, by Sydney. And I'm like, when and where? <laughs> and the guy was legitimately like a road over. Wow. And he That's saw it cool. too. And I was like, dude, I was like, man, it freaked me out. And I was like, he goes, did you run? I was like, no, I think I did the exact opposite of what you should do. I just stood there. And watched it and didn't do nothing. <laughs> yeah. And well, and I mean, you know, again, well, like you were saying, people are like, well, you know, that some sometimes when they see these things, it is just the plane. Starlink is really is responsible for a lot of people being like, oh, it's a UFO. And it's it's not. You know, we know yeah. that it's Starlink. But look how many people still post the pictures and think that it's something strange and it's not. Mm -hmm. Um but that doesn't mean that every UFO sighting is explainable. And I think that they just happen so often that we are just, just again, it's your brain making it simple. Um, mm -hmm. Reasoning in a way, if we see something strange in the sky, we're just like, eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> that that happens yeah. occasionally. And it doesn't help that, I mean, like I said, you're just down the road, I don't know, like 30 minutes away from me. Yeah. So we're, we're between, you know, right paths between us or around yeah. there. And yeah, they got some aircraft that that uh come from there and yes that might be that but yet again not all of it <laughs> not all of it yeah that's for sure i've had some really interesting people um that i've talked to come out of right pat and i can't share everything and i can't share all of them and again i know how that sounds guys i know i know i, know, I got stock in this I, I know but um really genuinely i mean people that don't know each other never work together um that say different things i had one guy who um says that everybody that works on the base is a contractor okay they're all under contract so they might come and go they might stay for a really long time it really just depends um i had one guy say that you know um the air force base is like a hot spot for hauntings people say it's really haunted there mm -hmm. um it's been on shows and everything you know ghost investigations or whatever and um he says well that's not the case this is the first time I'd ever really heard this theory. He said, no, it's it's actually not haunted at all there. Um, what it is is that, you know, they, they use Wright-Pat as a place to reverse engineer technology that they get. And it fucks with things. It makes things wonky. It makes things act strange. And it, it, it seems like it's a haunting. Um, but it's not really that. It's just this technology we don't really know how to use. And, um, you know, and I was like, huh. That's really interesting. I never really thought about that before, you know, and just kind of forgot about it. Um, but then I talked to somebody else and they said the same thing. <laughs> and I, I thought that was really interesting. I had never 
come across that before. I never read it in any book. I never seen it in any show or documentary. I never heard that theory thrown out there before. And so the fact that I was being told this by people who work there and who, you know, don't, again, don't know each other. I mean, I guess they could know each other and they're both in on some hoax or something against me specifically. Who knows? But um, I don't, I just, I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. And, you know, I'm kind of pressed about, because then I went back to the first guy that said it and kind of pressed them a little bit more about, well, what do they do with the technology? What have they, what have they achieved? What have they done? And he's like, well, they don't really do anything with it. He was like, you know, once they, once they kind of start digging into it a little bit, they all kind of come to this ethical decision that we as a species, whatever this is they're dealing with, aren't there. Like we're just not mentally you know um intellectually like we just have no idea what we're working with so typically they'll put those projects down and kind of vault them for a while and then they'll kind of revisit them every so many years as science advances to see if maybe they can understand it a little bit better yeah. um and uh that i mean my gosh that was i'm like i'm i'm sold on it okay yeah i'll buy that that's fine <laughs> i get it <laughs> well i met a colonel from right pat Oh, geez, 20, 20 some years ago. And um, it was a friend of a friend, you know, it was one of the things and, and we just happened to be at the same spot. And he told me what he was and I'm like laughing. I go, oh, so and it was this is all off, you know, just joking around. I was like, oh, they got all you. I was like, have you seen all the aliens down there? And he turns around without like he goes, oh, they're not there anymore and walks off. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like. And my brain was like, oh, he's messing with me. Then the other party goes, was he? <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, how it's it... like, it was just so nonchalant. Oh, they're not there anymore. Yeah. And walked and went to go get something to drink. And it was like, well, instead of no, they're not there or no, whatever. It's like, right. oh, they're not there anymore. They all act like that, though. Every yeah. single one of them. They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, there's aliens. I mean, they're going to be very... Um, just kind of jovial and silly about it but it when it happens over and over and over again consistently with all these people that work there um then you really got to wonder i, I mean have you been to the air force museum there not for a long time i That's, drive by it constantly because yeah. we we um we do the comic book conventions over in uh at Wright state and so i drive by that all the time yeah. and i'm like if you're gonna hide a ufo that would be the perfect place to do it because you know you got all the experimental aircraft and aircraft there you could just hide it amongst the stuff and no one would ever really pay attention so i i had never been um and you know that was kind of i guess not a very um dayton ohio thing of me to do um so i went finally in uh 2021 and um i went with you know i took my kid i went with one of my friends took her kid we went it was a great time the gift shop there Okay. the gift shop doesn't even like hide it they sell all this alien stuff <laughs> like all this alien stuff right there they sell books on the subject like it just right in front of your face like they're just like yeah whatever there's aliens here it's fine <laughs> like there's like a you could buy like a t-shirt that's like oh i went to write pat and saw an alien or yeah, you know it's, and it's it's wild <laughs> it's it's one of them ones where they give you enough information that you're like Oh, really? And then people are like, ah, it's just them messing with you. And it would just be, it would be something the government would do. Right. That they would like go, oh, here's a taste. <laughs> and uh, we're not going to give you the whole steak, but here, just try this. <laughs> yeah. just and uh, what is it that, that um, uh, all the um, 
good alien movies like your your ETs and stuff like that is oh, yeah. preparing the human race for when we finally meet aliens because the government knows already. I'm like <laughs> maybe. I you know, I'm not I I like to operate I am again very skeptical and that makes me kind of unpopular sometimes. Um because I will be the first one to tear apart your picture of a of a tree stump, you know. Yep. Um but uh but it does make me popular in other ways because people are sick of that shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's people that want the truth. There's people that want this to be taken seriously and as a serious science. And, and I'm, I'm part of that camp. Um, but the kid in me, right, the, the romantic in me wants to believe all those silly fun things. Um, oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, I'll research the hell out of anything. And uh, I will, you know, try to get to the bottom of, of as much as I can. Um, but... You know, sometimes, most of the time, you just hit a brick wall and you can't, right? Um, that's why I, I'm typically very careful. I have a professional opinion and a personal opinion about different things. <laughs> and I try to make that very clear before before I speak on it. Um, but, yeah, that's one of those theories that, you know, I, I don't know. I, I Honestly, what I think about the government, and this isn't going to be popular, and that's fine. Um, based on my research and what I've learned, my professional opinion is that um, they really don't know what these craps are they really don't know who's driving them they might have some things here and there they might have pieces of debris you know maybe there was a crash somewhere maybe they did get a hold of bodies who knows um but i think that they're just as much in the dark as, as we are i think that ufologists are more reliable than whatever the current program is arrow or whatever or you know whoever yep. <laughs> Um, but that's 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 my take on it. I, I don't think they know, and I think that they're afraid to know, just just because I think it's human to be afraid because we are under the understanding that we're the only you know species on the entire in the in the entire universe. You know, um, so that's what I think. Well, you know, I just don't know why. You know, everybody's anti the anti UFO people weird me out because for the simple fact is is that. What is the one? Uh, you take a cup, scoop out of the out of the uh, the ocean. You look inside that cup, and you go, "Oh, there's no whales in the ocean." Oh, right, yeah, because you can only see this much of it. Right, and I'm like, "But it's so massive, right? That they're just probability is there has to be. <laughs> it, it's it's yeah, it's pretty." Um... I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's highly improbable that we're the only intelligent species out there. It just doesn't. Now, whether or not they're visiting us, um, I, I don't even think that should be a question anymore. You know, I don't think people should question, are UFO real? Are UFOs real? They are real. We know they are. Mm -hmm. I think the question now is, like, what or who are they and what's, what is their goal? What are they doing here? You know, um, that's kind of the step that we should be taking in any type of honest, you know, UFO research now, um, that's what the government should be doing. You know, they keep teasing this UFO disclosure situation, and they're not—they're just doing the same shit we've been doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, somebody saw this weird thing. Okay, it's Great. swamp gas. It's a weather balloon. It's this. It's this. Yeah. It's this. It's whatever. <laughs> well, they're finally starting to say a little bit more. You know, we know a little bit more now. Um, well, which again. Are getting so much better, and now they've got right. all that. Uh, what was it like two years ago when they when they re released all those footage of the uh, um, Navy airplanes coming across the UFO? Yeah, and they couldn't hide it at that point. 
Well, it was leaked back in I think 2017, and yeah. they. They refused it. They they were like, "Oh no, that's not from us. That's not from us." And then it came out. I believe it was 2020, and they were like, "Yeah, by the way, that that video, that's our video." Uh, <laughs> and we don't know what it is. And also, we're going to start studying UFOs. And it's like, well, no wonder nobody believes you guys about anything because you just you just play dumb. And it's like, wait, but we know better. Um, but I don't think that there's some big cabal or some big conspiracy to cover alien life. I don't think that aliens come and meet with presidents or anything like that. Um, I don't think they have any reason to. I think to them, we are pretty much insects. Like we're just—I mean, we're interesting enough to come and look at and maybe poke at sometimes and uh, put under a magnifying glass. But I think that's about it. It's—it's it's no different than us going to the zoo and seeing the the wild animals. I think is what that what it comes down to them. You know, yeah. we're just a novelty. Yeah. We're yeah, we don't affect their we don't affect our life. I think to a degree we can. Um, I think. Personally, um, my personal opinion is that we are now starting more, we're getting more into our space exploration. You know, we've, we've done a lot more in, on Mars than, you know, we ever have, obviously. Um, people are talking about, you know, there's talk of maybe terraforming Mars. Um, I think that's probably our direction that we're going because we're killing our planet, right? We're not going to be able, to, as, a, as a human race, we're not going to be able to live if we continue to kill the Earth. Yeah. And um, so, of course, we got to find somewhere else to go. Well, when we start traveling to different planets <laughs> and using those resources, um, at that point, we, we become planet eaters. Mm -hmm. We're just hopping around and killing all these planets. And I think in the grand scheme of things, that could potentially fuck with other ecosystems on other worlds. And I think that whatever these things are, <clears throat> I think would stop us from doing that um, because we're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> we're, we're, we're galactus but without being that cool right so, we're not even cool right <laughs> we don't even have like cool stuff and we don't wear cool clothes or you know it's we're just we're just boring we just go and fuck everything up and leave and go oh eventually we'll leave and go somewhere else and that'll be the idea um what we do now on earth we go get all exactly. the shit we can and then move on to another place and get all the shit we can and then move on to another place and yeah we're the we're the cockroaches of the galaxy. Well, and then it, I mean, and then it comes into question. Hey, if that's your theory, that's great. Um, one thing I like to say about theories is that you have to make it make sense, right? So it's got to track with all the other information that you take on. Mm. Um, so you know, backtrack that a little bit. You know, as humans, we just question our existence in general. Where where did we come from? Where exactly? Um, some people think that we could be alien origin. We could have already done this before. Yep. And we're just keep doing it. Um, who knows? You know, I, I don't dig that far into it. I'm not a big history buff, um, but uh, it is interesting to think about. <laughs> yeah. It, well, being into the, uh, um, you know, like you, you're a, you're a skeptic. I'm the skeptic um, when it comes to stuff. I've gone on ghost hunts and stuff like that. And I'm always the one tearing apart everybody's footage and stuff like that. And I'm... I'm a firm believer in, you know, be open-minded, but not so open that your brain falls out. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite. Um, you know, because <laughs> my wife is is a believer in ghosts and the supernatural. Um, and I'm the believer in the cryptids and the UFOs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've gone out together. We've seen crazy stuff. Um, I've I've been able to debunk almost everything that I've ever recorded uh, except for like one thing, 
Um, all my friends that I've taken their footage and, you know, yeah, when you're looking at a camera, little screen on a camera or something, man, you're like, Oh, look at that. Look at that. Then I'll go and I'll hook it up and I'll blow it up on my big ass TV. And I'm like, Oh, it's a bird. Oh, it's, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, um, we had one, we were, um, checking out a, uh, a crybaby bridge, you know, a covered bridge that had actually burnt down and it's now just a regular bridge. And um, we're filming there and stuff like that. And of course, my the one guy that's with us is freaking out because of orbs and stuff. I'm like, dude, it's just dust. It's just all the moisture in the air. And he thinks he got something. And then I go and I put it on the big TV and I'm advancing it like frame by frame. I'm like, oh, it's an owl. It's a big ass owl. <laughs> I can see it plain as day. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes but, it is just the big ass owl. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, and it's really funny is, is that, um, God, I'm trying to remember how many years ago this was. Uh, I ended up going to C2E2 over in Chicago for the comic book convention over there. And um, they had uh, Paranormal State, the new class. Uh, that's when they had fired Ryan Buell for, you know, um, all this stuff. And, so I'm sitting there talking to the the cast, and they weren't really busy. We're just chit-chatting, and, and they're like, oh, have you recorded? I'm like, oh, yeah, I recorded this, and I told him our whole story. And he's like, we've never got anything that good. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm like, you're on a, you're on a syndicated – or not a syndicated – you're on a uh, television show, and I'm just some dude that just happened to record something weird. And he's like, do you have it? I'm like, yeah, it's probably on a VHS tape somewhere in my house. Share it. I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> yeah. We, well, you know, I, I'm very much of the mind that you – I think that you should go looking for the stuff, but you don't get to decide when it happens. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, it's definitely. Just, it's just going to happen to you, you know, if, if it's meant to happen to you, it's just going to, um, and there's no amount of, of research or investigation or, or expedition or anything that's, that's going to have you find it. I mean, Bigfoot included, as much as I think Bigfoot's just a, an animal, right? And I do believe that, um, this is just an animal we haven't, you know, tagged and bagged yet. Um, and it's a matter of time until we do, you know, I just think that you could be a hunter and go out there your entire, you know, every weekend for your entire life and never see anything. Or you can be a random person going out and you don't never go outside and you go on a hike once and you see it. Um, it's just happenstance. And I believe that the same thing with hauntings, you know, the for sure. Um, I've been to so many places. I tell people all the time, I'm like, well, most of my job is just going to the woods or going to an abandoned place and nothing happens. Because um, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Um, but when it does happen, when something does happen... And it is truly unexplainable. I mean, there's there's no feeling like it. It's very validating. It's it's a very emotional experience because um, you spend all this time and, and nothing happens. And then you're like, fuck, everything that happened before, I'm just nuts. That's what it is. I'm just crazy. <laughs> and then it happens. And then it does happen again. And, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm actually not insane. This is valid. This is real. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's very interesting how that goes that's why i don't watch the tv shows i know they make the stuff happen because i know there's no way they're going to these places and every single time something happens <laughs> oh yeah yeah they, they will um i've i've got to talk and they, they told me not to tell anybody um i was at pittsburgh comic-con and i was talking discreetly with a couple people from a a big paranormal television show and 
and I was like, you know, how much of it is real? How much of it is, is put on by the thing? I was like, because you guys can go out a hundred times. And if you go out a hundred times and you don't get anything, you're going to get dropped. Right. And I was like, how many times has it been a producer's call that something happens? And he's like, yeah, I'm not saying it has happened, but he goes, we've gotten phone calls before. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. They just kind of make something happen and or make it seem like something happened. Even if you go back and look at the footage, nothing happened. Right. Like, did you hear the did you hear the voices? And you're like, I didn't hear no voices. Did you hear any voices? But yeah, they have to <laughs> kind of play it up. Uh I'm like, I got tinnitus. All I hear is ringing. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh there could be a ghost right next to me. I'd never know it. <laughs> You're like, is someone's alarm going off right now? <laughs> yeah. Somebody pick up my phone? Jesus. <laughs> um, well, what's funny is that um, my wife to this day claims our old house was haunted. We lived there for nine years, I believe. And I never saw nothing. Nothing ever happened weird for me. Nothing. Um when my my now youngest was little little toddler you know before he was i guess he was standing at tina was like he was standing at the bottom steps talking to somebody at the top of the steps and she, i was like was it was brandon or joe up here or, no brandon and joe were at their grandparents house i'm like oh okay uh the dogs wouldn't go upstairs stuff like that i was like but i never had any of that happen to me but my wife has and we lived in the same house for nine years so yeah, it is really weird some of the things that that can happen. Like I'm 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 very um <clears throat> well again controversial. Um I stood up at a paranormal convention one time talking about the Mothman and and they asked what I thought about ghosts and I said, "Well, I don't believe ghosts are dead people." And the whole room, the whole room hated me for just that instant of a second until they let me explain. Um because I I don't believe that ghosts are dead people. I think that would be a terrible fate, right? We all die and we're just stuck here. That would suck. Yeah. Um but you know, I, I think that not that hauntings aren't valid. I think they are. Um, I think that it depends on the type of haunting you're talking about, um, which would, you know, garner the type of explanation. Um, but I've definitely had strange things happen. Um, I have a, like a Christmas decoration, right? It's a, it's a, it's a sign that lights up. You put batteries in it, it lights up. All right, it says joy, okay? And the sign did not have any batteries in it, but lights up. <laughs> now... I don't know anything about uh, electricity or how these things work. Um, who knows? You know, I, I'm not the person that can tell you how that works or why that works that way. But there's no batteries in this thing, and it just randomly will come off and on and blink, and and then it'll come on and stay on for like day, a day and then turn off. I mean, it's hmm. insane. Um, you know, I've had stuff like that. I've had um, silly things. I had a uh, psychic medium on my show one time, which is already – Another thing that I'm really on the fence about, um, but her and I were talking, she was telling me about this um, story about some investigation she was doing or some some terrible haunting someone had. And um, while we're talking, my curtains start moving and, you know, that was strange. There's no windows open. It's not by event. Um, it, you know, it wasn't a big deal. Curtains moved on their own. 
Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but the scariest thing I had happened in my home. Um, I went to the, I went to the bathroom. I go to my my restroom, and as soon as you open the door, I have a very tiny bathroom. A lot of people do. I live in an apartment, small, and um, you can like see the mirror, right? The mirror, you can kind of see like the shower, right? The other the other side of the bathroom from the mirror. When yeah. I come in the bathroom, I look in the mirror, and there was like an orange figure, orange. It was like orange <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> And, and, you know, immediately my eyes divert over to that spot and there's nothing there. And I look back in the mirror, there's nothing there. Um, that was really strange. That was really, really weird. That one really freaked me out. I don't get freaked out very often anymore. Um, but that one really got me. Uh, and I was just like, you know, I've, I've always been told like, hey, if you have a haunting going on or anything like that, you just need to tell to leave. So I'm like standing there and I'm like, uh, you need to get the fuck out of my house, you're not invited here um and i've never had anything like that happen again Uh, you know i don't know um i don't know why these things happen we've had people that call us they want us to investigate their property and we go out there and nothing happens you know they got these really high profile properties like oh shit is happening all the time you can come over any day any time and you know there's dishes you know flying out of the cabinets and everything that you see in all the movies and you go over there and there's nothing going on (laughs) so I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know. I can't explain how it chooses you, but I, I don't know. I think it certainly does. Well, uh, what's funny is you you talk about going into these like high profile places where they talk about all of the supernatural happens. I've done that. I've gone into a building where it's like, oh, dude, this place is haunted. Stuff happens, man. You get that. And I was able to explain everything. Yeah. I'm like, this place isn't haunted. It's just old. Yeah. Like, the wiring sucks. So you get that where your head kind of thumps because of the electrical uh, field it creates. And, you know, and it's funny because I was sitting there holding the uh, EMF meter and you'd go to the floor and nothing. You'd get about halfway up the room. You'd like, beep, 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 Start beeping real loud. And you take it back down. Everywhere where the electrical was, it was going nuts. Yeah. You put it near the wall. Same thing. And they're like, oh, you get all these EV. I'm like, yeah, because of the bad electrical. It's right, like 200 it years old. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit happens. Um, But, you know, you talk about um, where people got upset with you because you said, oh, you know, you don't believe in ghosts. Um, I remember talking with a bunch of people. um, We were supposed to have a uh, Bigfoot expert come to the shop years ago. And, like, last minute they had to cancel. Shit. So we end up just, a bunch of us end up sitting around talking about it. And, uh I'm sitting there, I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, I believe Bigfoot exists, but I don't believe in Loch Ness Monster. You know, I think Loch Ness Monster is just sturgeon, you know, just miss it, miss, you know, identified actual aquatic animals. And people got mad and they're like, well, how can you believe in Bigfoot and not believe in, I was like, uh, okay, there's dinosaurs have been gone for a long time. And I start, you know, and they're getting mad. And I'm like, dude, I'll, I'll tell you a hundred percent. I believe, you know, the, the, you know, there's two chop- chupacabras. I believe one of them is a real creature and I believe the other one's not real. Yeah. And people get upset because it's either all or nothing. I'm like, how can it be all or nothing, dude? <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. You know, you don't have to believe in one thing to believe in another. And, yeah. you know, and, and we're all going to have our own bias. Um, oh, yeah on situations and i say that i have a weekly podcast and i I do my damnedest to make sure that the information i'm delivering is accurate i try to find 
you know, at least something about whatever story is being told that other people may not know about. You know, yeah. I, I try to dig a little deeper and really research it as if I'm researching a personal case, right, um, as, as much as I can. I do try to do that. However, a week <laughs> and researching something is just simply not enough time for me yeah. to really form a good opinion on on something like this. You know, it, it just isn't. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say whether or not I think it's plausible. Um, you know, sometimes it is a topic that I happen to be very well versed in and something that I regularly research. Um, and so I can give a little bit more of an opinion. But, you know, that's just a, another part of it. I mean, people that don't believe in stuff like Bigfoot. You know, they just don't believe in it because they've never done the research. I, I'll put the post out there a lot um, because I, I have an offer. There's an offer on the table. Um, if I can find somebody who can recreate uh, the Patterson-Gimlin costume, quote-unquote costume, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for the whole damn thing. If you can recreate it with items from that time and we could recreate that film, I will pay for it. And I'll pay you something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll work it out. Right? What are you worth? Um, nobody's ever done it. And so, you know, I... I, I Put it out there a little bit about that footage and how, to me, it's ridiculous that anybody thinks it isn't real. Um, and the people that respond, you know, when they do, it's it's the same. It's kind of the same stuff. And um, I'm just going to assume that maybe most of your listeners know kind of the situation. But, you know, people bring up Bob Hieronymus and how, well, he admitted that he did it. And then Philip Morris, well, he admitted that he made the suit. And, um, you know, and then you point out, well, okay, but then Discovery paid them to recreate that suit and make a documentary about it. And it was so bad, they didn't even air it. Um, so, you know, any I could be like, hey, I was Patty. I was in the Patties. Anybody could say that, right? Oh, yeah. doesn't mean they did it. Um, it's just people that haven't done the research enough, right? They just see the, the claims. It's, it's the same people that uh, read a news headline but don't read the article, you know? <laughs> yep, definitely. <laughs> Well, my whole thing is, is that I love people who go, oh, well, they made a costume. I was like, cutting edge uh, movie makeup and special effects was the Planet of the Apes apes. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. And that does not look anywhere near what the, the you know, Patty looked like in, in the Patterson-Gimlin film. And... You know, yeah, everybody's like, oh, you can make that. Now, that's, now you can. Yeah, it's pretty common. You can, legitimately, I could do it right now with modern stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, but that's. You couldn't make that stuff. in 67. Well, and you have all these people that have come forward and said, no, it's not possible. You have Disney Imagineers that said it wasn't possible to make that suit. It's not possible. You can't, you couldn't have get muscle movement on a suit like that. Nope. And uh, people are like, yeah, but Bob said that he was in it. And Philip Morris is the one that made it. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, you just, you just want to be dumb. You're just choosing to be dumb at this point. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's the ones who, what, who absolutely refuse to believe that there's anything out there. Yeah. Anything that, that's, this, this is the world that exists. Um, and what what I think is funny is a lot of these people who absolutely refuse to admit Bigfoot aliens, uh, you know, go Anything. all that stuff do yeah. not exist. Are like, oh yeah, angels, those are real. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you, you can't you can't have one. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't really work that way. I'd shared something on Twitter the other day. It was somebody on Fox that was like, well, aliens aren't real because it wasn't in the Bible. And it's like, yeah, but my guy Walmart wasn't in the Bible either, but it exists. I mean, 
aren't we kind of sick of uh you know following a very ancient piece of information shouldn't somebody update the damn bible at some point i mean my god it's 2023 um <laughs> you know i'm just saying it, it it is interesting i don't know which camp is worse though the people that don't believe anything at all ever no matter how much evidence you throw at them or the people that believe absolutely everything um they're both pretty frustrating <laughs> yeah definitely i i know people both ways that's no that's that's exactly mm -mm. And then the other person's like, oh, my God, did you see all the footage I got? I'm like, dude, you know, that's just that's legitimately a shadow. I had uh, um, a girl I know. She she messages me. She's like, oh, my God. She goes um her um, nanny cam, I guess, uh, picked up movement in her kid's room. And she sent it to me and I watched it and I'm like, OK. I was like, I want you to go do a few things for me. And she went in the room. I was like, okay. I was like, make sure your furnace is completely off. There's no air conditioning, no furnace, no nothing. She's like, okay. She shuts everything down. I was like, now is there movement in the room? And she filmed it for a few days. And she's like, there's not, there's not been any movement in that room. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now go turn your furnace all back on and tell me if there's movement in your room. <laughs> yeah this is start moving now yeah yep. i mean you got people yeah they just they want they want it so badly they'll do anything to make mm -hmm. it to make it seem like it's happening to convince themselves um that it's happening but that still doesn't take away the credible accounts that there is listen there's weird shit out there it, oh definitely it, it happens 100%. it happens not everything Right, not everything, but but there is weird shit out there. I get what you're saying about about uh, Nessie. I can understand why that would make a lot of people upset. I uh, I hate to admit it, but have to agree at the same time. Yeah. Um, that one is one that people come up with all kinds of ridiculous explanations for. Because here's what we know, and here's what a lot of people just don't. Nobody ever talks about this. Um, plesiosaurs, plesiosaurs mm -hmm. don't crane their neck. They they couldn't. They physically could not crane no. their neck. It wasn't possible. Nope. And uh, we know that because we have fossils. <laughs> and we know that the neck didn't bend that way. Um, so, you know, it, if they're seeing this thing holding its neck up out of water or, you know, I like to refer to the guy who saw it cross in the street. That That's really fun. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's basically what he described. Well, it's not a plesiosaur. Whatever the hell it is, it's not a plesiosaur. Some people say that it's a, it's a dinosaur ghost. Ghost. which is i mean like in like i said the child in me the romantic in me i, I want to be like yeah fuck yeah dinosaur ghost um but the skeptic in me is like uh probably not uh yeah <laughs> if there is a, a a creature in that lake it is probably some type of giant eel yeah that, that is the the most likely explanation so well, I, I love the oh there's underwater caves all oh, it's still it's kind of connected to the ocean things can get in and out I'm like, there's not enough food. They know for a fact there's not enough food to feed a, 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 a apex predator that would have to eat that much food to stay that big. And, but, you know, there is food there. But I think what we're seeing is the food. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that uh, people, they just ignore the facts of things just to make it true. Um, yep. But that's people. People do it with all kinds of stuff. Oh you yeah. Know? And apparently, I'm right now. They're they're mowing outside. Every single time I do a show, <laughs> my property decides to mow. <laughs> 
mine is, is that uh, my dogs, which are now upstairs with my youngest, uh, they they were really good when I first started doing the podcast. <laughs> They'd chill out and like lay under the table. Now, nope. About 20 minutes in, they went out. I'll let them out. <laughs> then they'll start barking and stuff, went back in. Then they'll went back out. I'm like, so I just take them upstairs now. i just like, all right, you're good. Go lay down. Go, yeah, that's the easiest. Play. I think it's the obviously the the um the men in black are the landscapers here, and uh, they're just trying to silence me. But uh, so if you hear mowing in the background, I uh, it's just the damn men in black. Uh, um, you, you hear the dogs barking. That's actually not mine. That's my neighbor's dog. So it's <laughs> not even your fault. It's a no. uh, dog man out there. Dog man out in your in your yard. <laughs> it's 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 Thor. It's the neighbor dog. Dog loves me. I love that dog. Oh. <laughs> Not a fan of my neighbors, but man, I love their dog. But <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes. Yep, super friendly puppy. I don't care. He's a, he's a good sized dog, big dog. Still has a puppy bark though. Well, with a name like Thor, he had better be a big dog. And then I have my uh, my little fat dogs laying on the floor right behind me. One of them, she's a corgi. She doesn't make any noise. Wow. When she makes noise. That's when you know she needs to go outside. Oh, <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta, she's so you gotta quiet and chill. So pay attention to her. Oh, yep, yep. So, um, but so now I gotta ask you: When did you sure. start with your podcast? Yeah. Um, so I started the podcast back in 2020, like a lot of people did. Um, back in I think it was yeah, it was March. Yeah, we just had our we just had our anniversary. I think it was March. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I started it honestly when I started this Mothman stuff. Um, I wasn't a social media. I didn't. I didn't even have a smartphone at that point in my life. In 2019, I didn't have a smartphone. You know, I just wasn't that kind of person. Um, so I had no social media footprint at all. Um, I start digging into. Like I said, I was initially asked to work on a Mothman YouTube video um, with actually somebody I was dating at the time, and. Um, as we kind of started digging deeper into the phenomena, we had noticed that, you know, this was bigger than just what we were doing and um, obviously more personal to us at that point because so much had happened to us along that journey. Um, we decided we were going to make a feature length documentary about it. Well, um, things didn't go so hot and well, we broke up and he uh, didn't want anything to do with the documentary anymore, but I wanted to finish it. That, that was like my thing. I mean, initially, maybe I just wanted revenge on the guy and I just wanted to show him what I could do without him. I don't know if it's just because it occupied my mind at the time. I'm not really sure, um, you know, or if I just really thought the truth was uh, very important and I needed to get it out there. Um, but I wanted to finish this documentary. I had no social media footprint at all. So I'm like, I've never filmed anything a day in my life. I have absolutely no fucking idea what I'm doing. Um, I don't even have twitter or instagram or anything like that um you know I, I need to do something and so i you know i did i started kind of focusing on social medias a bit more a lot of people did at the time um because it was it was covid right we're in the middle of the pandemic yeah. and um but i had started just a little bit just right before that i had started and um i get on i get on social media and I'm, i put a call out there I start asking people, hey, does anybody know anything about film or filmmaking or editing or, because you know, I don't. I'm like, hey, do you want to work on this documentary with me? And, um, well, I received an email um, from a, a gentleman that's like, hey, I'm a filmmaker. I'm a filmmaker out of Chicago. 
you know, I can certainly help, you know, honestly, I, I don't expect anything for it. I just really want to be involved with your project. Um, you know, by the way, also, I'm a contactee. Um, I had this experience. I saw aliens in my home as a child hanging out with my mom, and it was interesting. And, you know, here's my phone number. He, he wrote me, like, this novel of an email. Here's my phone number. Call me. And I'm like, okay, so I call the guy. And uh, we talk. And, I mean, my God, I talked to this guy for, like, three hours. I mean, we hit it off. Me and this guy hit it off immediately. Um and, you know, I was just kind of telling him, I'm like, well, I'm not anybody at all. And I'm just going to make this document. I'm just going to do it. Right. I'm just going to jump in and just do it. And uh, he's like, yeah. He's like, well, why don't you start a podcast? You know, you don't even have to do anything. You just kind of get on and you just talk. You don't even have to put clothes on. And I'm like, that sounds like that sounds fantastic. That's a great idea. Let me go ahead and do that. And uh, my quarantine buddy at the time <clears throat> was one of my best friends, um, Ivy. And, you know, her and I started doing it, and we were just sitting on my couch with one microphone uh, doing the podcast, and eventually she left, um, you know, because her life kind of went on back to normal, and at that point, my life was full on in, in this world, and uh, so I needed a new co-host, and, um, well, it ended up being that same guy that sent that very long email, Pat O, Pat O'Sullivan, and he is my current co-host, and I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, but it wasn't really on purpose. I don't know. He suggested me do the podcast. I, I took his advice and I think it was all a ploy for him to do a podcast with me. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. But here we are. <laughs> cool. Um, what's funny is that I got an interview coming up with, um, okay. Sorry. It's my mother-in-law complaining about the dogs. Um, <laughs> But uh, my one of my uh, friends, he's a comic book writer, and he's also in the documentary Eyes of the Mothman. Uh, Chad Lambert, he's uh, he's does an interview with that, and uh, I got a, I got a copy of that movie around here somewhere that's signed by him. So very cool, yeah. very cool. Yeah, it's uh, you know my mom initially when I told her what I was doing. Um, with my life but she was very shocked <laughs> because i'm i'm not uh i'm not very old but i'm too old to be switching careers let's be honest and um you know she was i told her i was making a mothman documentary and she was like well aren't there mothman documentaries out there already <laughs> and she's not wrong there there are and yeah. you know so you know what what was going to make mine different and I haven't been super secretive about the details that are in it. It's very clear. Initially, this was just going to be a retelling of the history of Point Pleasant, the Silver Bridge collapse, this, that, and the other. Um, but as I've researched into it, I know that Mothman and the Silver Bridge collapse don't have anything to do with each other, um, that people don't really quite seem to understand what this creature is at all because everybody seems to think it's some type of omen or warning, or and it's not. Um you know, I want to distance it from that story as much as possible. As much as I respect John Keel for all of his research and all the work that he did, um, we just know we know a lot more now than we did then. Yeah. And it's time that we update that that story, and it's time that we start, you know, kind of showing people more of the facts and you know what this is. And of course, I want to share my own personal, you know, accounts with this, and um, because it is personal. I mean, that's crazy. People ask me, well, what do you think the Mothman is? Well, whatever it is, it's a very personal experience. Yeah. And, you know, more so than just seeing a Bigfoot. You know, you see a Bigfoot. And I'm not saying seeing a Bigfoot can't be jarring, but, you know, I, I don't know what happens. Something happens with the Mothman that just changes your entire life. Oh, and uh, now I sound like a cult leader, so. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. So, all right. Um, 
this has been fun. Uh, not a lie. This is really fun talking to somebody that has a lot of the same interests I do. Um, and, you know, with the Mothman is, I don't know. I've had people who like, oh, Mothman's supernatural. Mothman is, is metaphysical. It's, it's actual. Then you get the, it's an alien. Actually, it's a, it's a, you know, a creature. Uh, it's a harbinger. You know, you get all these different answers. Yeah. And I'm like, I think it might be all of them. <laughs> it is a little bit of all of them. It's yes. not a, it's not terrestrial. It doesn't live here. You're not going to go out and find a Mothman nest, you know? Oh. I mean, I've tried, guys. I've tried. And it just, it doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, it is kind of all of them. It, it, you know, that is something that I'm also trying to bridge the gap on. A lot of this phenomena, the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what that thing is, who knows? Some people call yeah. it different things, but it's the same, it's the same thing. And I, and I want to progress that idea that we are doing a disservice by you know, dividing it up into, I mean, it's okay to kind of micromanage it, right? You got different experts. Discovery takes a team of people. We need different experts within the community to bring their expertise in order for us to come to the same conclusion. However, I got people that believe in ghosts. I think it's fucking ridiculous that people believe in aliens. You know, people that believe in aliens who think it's crazy that you believe in Bigfoot. That's stupid. (laughs) We got to stop doing that to ourselves. We're not going to get anywhere if we keep having that divide. When, like I said, all of these things have such carryover. And not all of them do. Again, like I said, I think Bigfoot is a flesh and blood creature. But you have like the Presque Isle incident where you had a Bigfoot sighting and a UFO sighting at the same time. At the same time, you're telling me those two things weren't connected at that time. Yep. You know, I don't know, but that's that's my hot take on it. Yeah. Well, um, I don't want to keep you too much longer here. Um, it's been a blast. Um, I hope to maybe get you back on again. Uh, we'll talk more because um, I got to go deal with dogs and stuff now. And <laughs> it's getting close to getting time for me to cook dinner too. So yeah, uh, usually this happens. I'll go on a show the first time and uh, we'll talk a little bit about everything. And then eventually I go back and we'll talk about something a little more specific. Yeah. Um, that's okay. I expect it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll focus. I, I will, we'll do some more research and, and uh, we'll pick a topic and we'll run with it. Sounds so. good. So, but uh, I, I greatly appreciate it. Um, can you tell people where to find you at? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me over on Facebook, Ashley Hilt. I'm the one with the red hair. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at it's Asherza with a Z. And then, of course, you can listen to on Wednesdays when we talk weird anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, I think my dog needs out now. So, <laughs> okay have fun with your dogs <laughs> yeah i got i got the two corgis in the mutt so we'll, we'll get the get them outside and let them let i'm gonna them. go eat i'm hungry <laughs> yeah so well thank you very much and uh this will go up monday uh at 12 noon and uh i'll send you a link and stuff and uh like i said um everyone talk just give me a heads up and or i'll give you a heads up and we'll do something again yeah sounds good to me all right well you take care and you have yourself a good day and a weekend You too. I'll talk to you later. Later. Bye.